You are now tuned in to Poppy Chulo Radio, your web portal for the best in pop culture news and interviews. Red Rob! Red Rob! Red Rob! Red Rob! Danny, what's the matter, honey? Red Rob! You having a bad dream? Danny? The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Foolish Mortals to Horror Hotel, a PoppyChuloRadio.com and iTunes exclusive PoppyChulo Radio, pop culture on demand. I am your host and hotel owner, Jeffrey Aruz. We're so glad you could check in. We've been dying to have you. Here on Horror Hotel, we're going to explore some of Hollywood's scariest, most frightening, and creepiest films. Tonight's installment of Horror Hotel is brought to you in Percepto, the newest, most startling gimmick in podcasts. Please welcome my co-hosts, Night Manager Legionnaire. When the screen screams, you'll scream too, if you value your life. Ah. <laughs> I was the only one that screamed. Fine. Y'all can die. <laughs> Next up, <Right>. concierge <laughs> supervisor, Cynthia Boyede. I have nothing too cool to say. I'm dead. <laughs> Rest in pieces. Night auditor, Mark Estes. Hello, sweet children of the night. This isn't a vampire movie. But they're scary. <laughs> <laughs> horror fans of children of the night in general okay i'll take it next up guest services supervisor donovan trot believe it or not i actually have been a guest services person before <laughs> and it was a nightmare so that that was very scary right <laughs> yes <laughs> Probably the scariest thing anyone will say tonight. <laughs> Nothing is scarier than customer service. I agree. And oh, and banquet manager Ramon Marquise. I've been waiting for you. Welcome. Well, that was scarier. Before we head on over to the ballroom, <laughs> let's stop by the front desk where one of our bellhops has a few special announcements. Good evening. We thank you for your patronage. Please step all the way in and make room for everyone. There's no turning back now. <laughs> I didn't mean to frighten you prematurely. The real chills come later. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash p c r horror hotel. Follow Pampichulo Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube at Panpichulo Radio. For more information on Horror Hotel, visit panpichuloradio.com slash horror hotel. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at panpichuloradio.com. Help support Panpichulo Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash panpichuloradio. Are you interested in joining the Panpichulo Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at panpichuloradio.com. 
Binge listen to your favorite Panpichulo radio programs by visiting panpichuloradio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Panpichulo Radio's Horror Hotel and subscribe. Now, grab some popcorn and some snacks. You may step into the ballroom. It's time for your feature presentation. Thank you. It's time to fire up the film projector in our ballroom so that we can discuss 1959's The Tingler. Here's the official synopsis of the film. An obsessed pathologist discovers and captures a parasitic creature that grows when fear grips its host. Alright, so uh, the usual question that I ask at the very start is, has anyone ever seen this movie? Who has seen it? Who hasn't? Let's get into it. Let's start off with Legionnaire. Had you ever seen The Tingler before? No, I have not seen The Tingler before. Mark, what about you? Familiar with it, but hadn't seen it. Ramon? Never seen it. Donovan? No, never saw it. But I actually, side note, am a huge fan of old school Vincent Price. I think he was a very attractive man in his younger years. Um, yes. So I was happy him in this film. And Cynthia, without your life story? <laughs> so shady. <laughs> yes. I had seen. Like, I feel like I'd seen, like, the second half of the movie before, like, very early in the morning on, like, some sort of, like, premium cable channel, like, back in my college years. Because I remember watching it, like, very early in the morning, like, waking up and, it and like, turning on the TV and, like, this is what was on. And I was like, oh, okay. And just watching the rest of it and being thoroughly entertained. So this is my first time watching it in full. And, um, yeah, so let's get into it. And, uh, I mean, you already said who's the, the big star in the movie. It stars Vincent Price. And it is a classic William Castle motion picture. Mm-hmm. For those out there familiar with horror, I mean, we all know the name William Castle. And mm-hmm. um, the cast also... Well, actually, let's start off with Vincent Price. Like, what did you all think of just Vincent Price in general in the title... Not the title role, but in uh, the lead role as Dr. Warren Chapin? Or Chapin? Oh, I was here for it. I kind of have to echo Donovan. I was like, why is Vincent Price giving me just these feelings. I've never felt that way about this. I'm like, he was talking to his wife. I'm like, thank you. Wait like, a second. I didn't say I had feelings. I said I no, thought not he was feelings. objectively an attractive person. Yeah, that's attractive. That's what I'm saying. You know, like, attractive, you know, because I'm like, why has he got me like, like, damn, like, you look kind of good, Vincent. If you really like some old school Vincent Price, you have to check out Laura. It's a really old movie. I think it's from, like, the 30s. Uh, Gene Tierney. He must have been maybe 28 in that movie. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous, gorgeous. Yeah. Well, there you go. And uh, the rest of the cast, did anyone else stand out for you? Did, was anyone else familiar for any of you that was in the cast? No. Um, no. Oh. Okay, because they weren't for me either. So I, I was... <laughs> I wasn't sure. Um, but yeah, but just to give them a shout out, uh, we have uh, Judith Evelyn as Mrs. Martha Ryerson Higgins. Uh, we've got Philip Coolidge as Oliver Ollie Higgins. We've got Patricia Cutts as Isabel Stevens uh, Chapin. And uh, we've got Pamela Lincoln as Lucy Stevens and Daryl Hinkman as Dave Morris. So we start off the movie with a uh, warning from the director, William Castle. Uh, Basically, a scream at the right time may save your life. Mm -hmm. Which I thought was amazing. For those out there that don't know, William Castle was famous for his gimmicks. And he had a gimmick for the Tingler where some theaters were, um, some of the seats 
were rigged with electrical buzzers that would, on occasion, um, like I guess, turn on and start buzzing people under their seats uh, wow. at certain moments mm-hmm. in the uh, the movie. <laughs> yeah, and that's what Percepto uh, was. Oh, it looks awesome. Yes, Legionnaire was there experiencing Percepto. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he said it was awesome. Oh, shade. <laughs> I was there too. So we were there together. Yes. Okay. So let's let's get it. Well, first off, did anyone like, what did y'all think of William Castle warning us about how scary the movie was going to be? I liked it. Yeah. I thought, I thought it was a cool way to start the movie. Yeah. 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 I love that. Vintage Castle. Um, I was expecting it. And he delivered. I, I mean, to me, it felt a bit cheesy, but for the time that this film was made in, I understand that that's sort of like sort of bringing the audience into the film through those sorts of gimmicks was pretty common. So, I mean, just suspending disbelief, I was kind of into it. Kind of. Okay. What did y'all think of the head screaming after Mr. Castle disappeared? Extra. <laughs> yeah. Extra, but I liked it. I feel like it worked. It was a lot, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a it was a whole lot. I mean, they were getting that, you know, those throats were nice and clear. They had some recolas. Recola. I like it. And so the movie starts off, we see we're introduced to uh Vincent Price, who's a pathologist who's about to do an autopsy on someone, a killer, that died uh, via the electrical chair. And then we're immediately introduced to uh, Ollie Higgins. Was there something off from Ollie from, like, the beginning for any of you? Like, didn't he seem suspicious? No, I thought he was so sweet. Well, see, I thought the sweetness was suspicious. I thought he was, like, weirdly, awkwardly sweet. Yeah, okay. I, I, I didn't get nothing off of him. Are we talking, like, in the first meeting with him when he's in the, in the um, pathology room? Are we talking about just, like, mm-hmm. the first from him to home? Because I think I was like, okay, who's this guy? And what's his function to the story and all this crap? And But once we get to the house, I'm not trying to get ahead, but that's when my, I, my, um, my attitude switched. Okay, so I just thought it was weird that he was like, let me watch the autopsy. Like, it was, he had a lot of questions, and although he did sort of uh, give us the title for the movie, which I thought that was kind of a little bit too much on the nose, like, oh, the Tingler, I'm going to call it the Tingler. <laughs> I, th- I mean, I thought it was weird. It's did very heavy-handed. They explained yeah. that he was there because this was his wife's, brother yeah, his brother-in-law autopsy yeah so i mean it was definitely odd that you would want to like sit in on that especially if you knew the guy but um i mean he didn't strike me as any weirder than like that very first scene of the guy screaming on his way to the seat so that was so, his brother-in-law that was him mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the story start, starts off with the autopsy but then it does take a weird turn because we do follow we do follow Warren with Ollie into town and we're introduced to sort of like Ollie's life and he's married to Martha who is deaf and mute or as he would say in the non-PC way deaf and dumb that's what got right there. I was like, wow, that's your wife. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I was like, yeah. Ow. I guess as long as she can't read your lips, you know, go back he could say right anything. I was like, did he say deaf and dumb? I rewound because I thought he might have said something else. He was, oh, he called her deaf and dumb. Okay. All right. So, yeah, that's when I stopped caring for him, I guess. It's me too, me too, me too. <laughs> yeah, she's also she's a very frightened woman. She's a bit of a yeah. germaphobe as well. You know what? I liked Martha because she was about her money, and that's what yeah. I. She was about her money. <laughs> yes, it's just like me. She was about her money. She pet that she money real. like it was a a cat, like a rare breed. She was she was real focused about her coin. Wasn't playing at all. <laughs> Not at all. 
let's talk about Martha. Like, what besides that? Like, what did y'all think of Martha? I liked her, especially when she wasn't finna touch your hands because you know she, with the whole germs thing. I loved that. I thought that was entertaining as hell for me. But I liked her. I liked her reaction with um. You know how she reacted to some of the scary moments. I, I, I liked her, and yeah. also the the actress who played her. I she really drew me in. Very, I agree. She um, was a sad, unfortunate creature. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Um, <laughs> also, I just like the fact that she, like like we said earlier, she was about her business, but it was like. I didn't know drummer foes went back that far. I just thought this was something that recently happened because of... But then I had to remember back in the day they had polio and all that stuff. So it's just like, look, I don't know. I'm just going to wash my hands every five minutes or whatnot. And she was dedicated to that character. Mm-hmm. And Shout out was, to polio. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just because, you know, there's just anything like this. Like, people just were in like this like panic mode. Anything that was un- new to them, they would just go into like overdrive, you know, like... That's, that's a whole other podcast in itself. But Black anyway, people. She, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> it might be new to some people. I just thought that she was awesome. I just kind of, uh, I felt <laughs> I would see, we would see more of her since she was second build. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. Was, but the thing is, like, once they showed her and that she was deaf and mute and then she had this reaction because of that whole conversation in the scene prior, I was like, oh, she's going to die. Really? Me too. Yes. I didn't get that. Okay. I did not pick up on that right away. Me neither. I did. I was like, they're going to have to extract a tingler or something from her. They're going to have to something with the tingler with her because she's deaf and mute. She can't scream. Yeah. And I actually thought he caught himself on purpose just because I'm like, he looks evil enough to do that. I was just shocked she wasn't pissed off this man came in her house and broke her damn china. So <laughs> oh, that is true. Because that stuff was expensive back in the day. Right, right. And you know, Martha was stingy with the coin. She was like, you know how much that damn china cost me? And then she hit the ground. Yeah. Was- <laughs> I love how she looks around like as she's like doing the um the uh, the 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 safe code. Like she's looking around like if people are like really trying to pay attention at her. <laughs> Yes, and I have to give her props when she came up out that um that sleep. The first thing she hit was that same. I was like, you better one. check your damn dollar. Yeah. <laughs> get him, Martha. She's the perfect wife. I could not understand why he would want to get rid of her. Yeah. Right? She was not doing the American Sign Language, though. No, right? she, she was clearly not using ASL. Yes. That was like um, sign language ebonics or something, because I don't know what she was doing. Yeah. She's not formally trained in sign language. Was there sign language in 1959? Maybe. Maybe not. She was free-forming. Let's say yes. There you go. Let's say yes. 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 Um, Actually, I don't know. Well, she was doing, she was mimicking some sort of hand motion. So even if the actress herself didn't really know ASL, it's clear she was basing her movements on something. Mm. So I'm assuming she had seen someone do sign language at some point and was just sort of doing her version of it. We follow Warren back to his house. And let's talk about his home life, which I thought was fascinating because his wife is like cheating on him i was about to say in broad daylight but it was nighttime but like in broad driveway um making right, out like that's real sh- in his face that it, shit like, was right. so bold broad no f's given that's what it was At all. right <laughs> she was bold and then uh his sister-in-law is living with them because his wife is basically controlling her inheritance and sh- and his wife doesn't approve of who she's with which is uh a, a um a man that works with um with Warren and uh, yeah i mean it's just sort of like a mess all over the place in his house well, can I say that this part of the film actually was the part that I found the most interesting, like the dynamic between him and his wife, 
Um, not so much the sister in her male suitor or fiance or whoever he was to her. Um, but that dynamic between him and his wife, I just found that really interesting. Uh, and I wish there was a little bit more of it. Instead, the film sort of veered off. Uh, we'll go into it later, but veered off into like materializing the tingler when I think had they stayed with that relationship and the sort of had that tingler thing as a background or kept it in the periphery, I think it could have been a more effective. Okay. That's interesting. I like their dynamic too, because it was so uh, acerbic. Like mm-hmm. I loved when he read her and was like, she was like, there's a word for you. And he was like, there are several for you. <laughs> and she told him everything you have, your laboratory, all that stuff. Oh. I, it's because of me, you know, that sort of back and forth. I like that. Yeah, it's, it mm. came off to me like Vince's Castle because you know that whole exchange between the both of them reminded me of Vincent Castle in House on Hunter Hill with his mm. uh, wife on there. It just seemed like it was always something about an inheritance or, you know, you were an asshole. Or they didn't say asshole back then, but like you're just despicable, you're disgusting. And it just reminded me of all of that. But what got me was when he went picked up the gun, I'm thinking he mm-hmm. got that gun for the the dude, the suitor, if he had stepped in his house. That gun was meant for right. her. Oh, and yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like, wow. Like, <laughs> this, is how, this is how far it's come to the point where mm-hmm. you greet your cheating wife like, yeah, I saw what you was doing outside. I don't like it. So get in this room right quick and let me deal with you right <laughs> Yeah, let's talk about that scene with the gun. So he, like, tells her to go into his uh, lab, basically, and... Uh, He's like, either you give your sister her money and make sure she's happy, or, you know, you're going to commit suicide. And she's like, no. And he's like, you know, you don't have to necessarily commit suicide. I'm just going to shoot you, and I'm going to make it seem like you committed suicide. And he's like, I know how to do it. I know how to do autopsies and blah, blah, blah. And so then he finally shoots her. Did you all think that she was dead? Yes. Yeah, I was like, okay, so this is where we'll get the tingler, but no. Yeah. <laughs> it was very shocked. Like, wait, what's going on? I actually, in my notes while I was watching the movie, now that I'm looking at it, because I was getting ready to say, no, I didn't think he killed her, but I'm looking at my notes and I actually wrote down what the fuck. So I did think he killed her. I yeah. did that. <laughs> I thought that as well. And then when she woke up after he took the x-rays, I was like, oh, he didn't want to kill her yet. But um, he just wanted to gather proof of the tingler. Although, I love how he went behind his little screen. But usually when you do x-rays, you're supposed to take off all the jewelry and stuff. Now, so now she's got all radioactive, radioactive jewelry and things. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but see, this is the part of the film that I actually found the most interesting. It was... Not so much the literal tingler stuff, but the fact that he would pull a gun on his wife that way just to scare her, to experiment on her. And later on, she kind of gets him in a way before she, like, disappears from the film. Um, so I felt like had the movie sort of stayed in this lane of, like, what would you do to scare someone, you know, or, like, this dysfunctional relationship where they're, like going back and forth. Um, I just thought that was, like, really interesting. Um, the actual Tingler stuff, which, when we get into actually seeing the Tingler, I just, like, gave up on this being a good movie. But Oh, it, gosh. I, I, <laughs> I think had they stayed in this lane with the dynamic, with the couples, um, it could have been a little bit better. That's interesting. Well, we're not going to get to the Tingler yet, but I guess we're kind of getting to the Tingler. But before we talk about the f- actual physical manifestation of the Tingler, we do see a visual manifestation because, uh, you know, he snapped some x-rays. And so he uh, ended up showing the x-rays to Dave and... And he showed them in reverse. So we see like a teeny tiny little thing, and then it gets bigger and bigger. What did we think of uh, our first glimpse at the Tingler in the x-rays? It was like, oh my god, it's real. 
Yeah, it was like, oh, okay, it's a thing. Very good. Yeah. Yeah, that fucked me up too. Excuse me, it messed me up too. <laughs> it fucked you up. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't buying it. It's like you couldn't even see it through her skin. It got huge, and her back didn't change at all. I was like, all right, were so you looking at her back? Yeah, I mean, when she was propped up on the X-ray table, she was sort of like on her side, and the camera angle was sort of like towards her back. I'd have to rewatch it to be sure for sure, but um. I was just kind of like, okay, that came out of nowhere. All right. I like how it was brought up. I'm like, oh, okay, so that's how it kind of looks like. So I, li- I like how he was introduced to it in that way. Hmm. Okay. So uh, the good doctor needs to experiment. He wants to feel what it's like to be scared. And he's like, you know, as an adult, you know, I, I'm, I don't really scare easily unless, you know, I'm jumping in front of a car, jumping out a window, or basically near death. Uh, you know, it isn't like when you're a kid and you can easily imagine ghosts all over the place. So he ends up um, taking a little LSD <laughs> and going on an acid <laughs> trip, basically. <laughs> I love this idea that he's so fearless that he needs to take LSD to get scared or something. Like, really? Uh, I thought that was awesome. (laughs) To me, that's when the movie went left field because I'm like, what what could you possibly record or document when you're high as fuck on LSD? Alone in a room. I'm like, what it like would how would you even make out your notes if it was just all just scribble? Like I don't know. What, this is this this is the moment right here. We see all this gibberish on my page here. Mm-hmm. This is when everything went left and I don't know. This is before video cameras came to play, so But the LSD worked in about fifteen minutes. It, he started like at eight oh five and then by eight twenty. The walls were closing in on him. Right. And that skeleton but, came to life on his ass. Like, all right. <laughs> but then he, said, then he said something like, he said, the room is moving, but I'm not. I'm like, you're rocking. You are rocking. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's how the room is moving back and forth. It's like, you're right, rocking. Right. right? I don't know if this was a flub or this was intentional, but remember when he was like, the windows can't open it, and he was opening the window? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Well, it's like a chunk. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Well, yeah. I'd like to know how much research they did on people in the effects of LSD before they shot that scene. Do you like, think there was a lot of research of LSD that? in 1959? It was probably <laughs> the, same, the same thing he did. Someone just locked themselves in the room yeah. and made notes. <laughs> yes. Research into a drug at that time was probably very, very taboo. Or very hands-on, probably. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's sobered like, up fast, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> probably won his first damn time. <laughs> <laughs> Says our expert. <laughs> More research went into LSD than ASL for this film. I think. I think. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> that is accurate. Yes, because he, he sobered up fast, and then all of a sudden he was like ready to drive. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, kind of like the, uh, leaps of uh, of logic like that don't really bother me so much. Like, oh, I just took this drug and now I'm super sober. Like, you just kind of got like, gotta go with that. But there were other things in the movie that got me way more out my skin than that. Like, what the hell is going on right now? Uh, so that didn't really bother me, but like other things did. Okay, well, we might be getting into some of the other things right now. We are. (laughs) Okay. So, he gets the idea. I mean, because, like, the whole... I think the whole movie has been building up to scaring poor Martha to death. And so, to get her tingler, basically. So, he gets the idea to go back to visit Ollie. And all Ollie wants is a beer. (laughs) And if you notice throughout the movie, let's go get a beer. All he wants is a beer. And so, apparently, ever since poor Martha saw the blood, you know, she hasn't been sleeping. She's been wandering the movie theater at night that they own, the silent movie theater. You know, she has been a nervous wreck. 
And so, uh, Ollie is basically like, you know, can you go see her? Can you check her out, make sure she's okay, and that kind of thing. And so, Warren um, nearly gets scared to death himself uh, when... Um, <laughs> When Martha decides to uh, do her best Norma Desmond from Out the Shadows, <laughs> whatever the hell that was, and um, somehow they end up understanding each other with her with her uh, fake ASL and uh, yeah. him with his uh, clear diction, and he ends up injecting something into her. At yes. that moment, did you all think he injected her with LSD? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Injected her with something. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. why the fuck mm-hmm. we come over there all of a sudden, like, yeah. Right, just, all out I, of the I just, blue. <laughs> yeah, I just decided that, you know, um, I need to check up on your wife, who I've not had one hour of thought of in the last couple of days. Because she, <laughs> Does she even she have, have a referral? So I was like, no. What kind of insurance does she have? Does she have a referral to see him? <laughs> did she pay a co-payment right yeah I, I mean it's kind of interesting how medicine worked back then and also i think somebody mentioned polio earlier i think it had only been cured mm-hmm. like a few years before this movie came out but i think in order for a film like this to be really effective you have to rely on the audience's lack of knowledge about uh biology and things like that i mean obviously it's a horror movie so the tingler isn't real everyone knows that but the sort of slight inkling that well maybe what if it is like what if it could happen that sort of has to be present for you to sort of fully give yourself over to the film and nowadays like us watching this we're like sitting here laughing our asses off but like back in like 59 People thought ice cream caused polio. So, you know, they may have thought, oh, what if there is a tingler or something like that? So, see, you know, see? The, the, the idea that a doctor comes over to your house in a black bag, pulls out like a nondescript needle and just shoves it in your arm to make you feel better. Back then, that may have made sense to them. Mm. Well, there you go. Yeah. So, <laughs> it is. Martha gets injected, and uh, when Warren ends up leaving, uh, one of my favorite things, because he was like, if she wakes up, if she wakes up, I'm like, mm-hmm. are you expecting her not to? Because he kept on repeating, <laughs> right. if she wakes up. Yeah, I thought he went there to kill her. Really? Yes, that was, I thought that was very suspicious. He was like, here's this prescription, if she wakes up. And then uh, Ollie right. was like, can I go get a beer? And uh, he was like, sure, why not? They were dogging Martha so bad. I was like, she's the best person in this movie. She really is. Dogging mm-hmm. her. Yeah, she was all it's, she was was about that coin. Yeah, it's one thing the dog, but it's like it's one thing it was like you know Warren or, or Vincent Price, but it's nothing with your husband sitting there like, oh, she be alright. Right. Yeah, right. Right. Like, right. I'm thinking like, man, you just left the theater. You keep talking about how busy y'all are and stuff like that. And then you got a new person down there that you just had to hire. Would you trust this new person around your deaf and mute wife? It's just, you know, just like, I don't know. Just Yeah, just especially when all the doors all are unlocked. Place. Exactly. Red flags all over the place. Yeah. So Martha ends up waking up and everything ends up happening to her. The... The lamp goes out, the uh, window shuts, the chair starts rocking, a um, thing is under the sheets with a machete, (laughs) the doors are locked, Uh, the lights keep on flickering on and off, Uh, some sort of hairy arm with a hatchet uh, (laughs) ends up attacking her. What else happens to her? She ends up going to the bathroom, and uh, the sink, instead of water, it's blood. The tub Mm -hmm. is filled with blood, and a bloody arm reaches out to her, and then she ends up finding her death certificate in the medicine cabinet, and the cause of death (laughs) is fright, and then she dies. Because that's where you would keep your death certificate. Now, that was shady. That was like, yeah, you's going out. You, you, this is the end of the line for you. Right. Yes. Wait, what's going on? So, See, this is where I had a leap of logic because I'm like, if this was really her husband trying to scare her to death, he wouldn't have known that all you had to do was clear that safe out and she, she would have dropped dead. 
Oh my God. <laughs> that is true. Yes. He went in extra mode. Like, that was just... That was too much. So, uh, two questions. When you first saw this scene, did you think it was because she was shot up with LSD? And number two, were you surprised when we saw that in actuality it was the husband that killed her by scaring her to death? He had all the props and stuff ready to go. Yes and yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes and no. I would say yes and no. I was... I was um, sort of not really shocked that it was her husband, but at the same time, I was like, what? Because I thought that both him and Warren were in on it because mm-hmm. this whole thing about fear and whatnot. But it goes back to what she was asking at the beginning of the show was like, why do you think he was so interested in all of this stuff? He was just trying to figure out a way where he could kill his wife and not have to have any literal blood on his hands. And so the whole visit by the doctor, and plus he, I think he probably was trying to put it on Warren anyway. And yeah. <laughs> because he actually come back over there like, yeah, you know, you talk about this tingling thing and, you know, I'm going to frame this all on you because when, yeah, I'm getting ahead of myself. But it was just... Yeah. <laughs> I will say for me, I wasn't surprised. Um, part of me thought it was the LSD. Um, but I definitely would say that this was my favorite part of the movie. Just with regards yeah. to her reaction, how it all came together. And then what I thought was pretty cool is that this is a black and white movie. But in the, you know, in the midst of all of her of her fear her reaction we're seeing color now so now we see the blood and all that kind of stuff and it's natural you know red element and what i really attach to this um part of the movie is just like her i can't stand blood i see blood and i freak out so i really could relate to her at this particular part of the film well you know it's funny i actually went online after i saw the film i watched it twice and then i i watched it once went online then i watched it again the way they did that blood scene, so the whole film was shot in black and white, but for that specific mm-hmm. scene, they shot it in color and just painted mm. everything black and white, and she was painted gray, so you couldn't tell she was in color. Right. Um, so I thought that was, like, really interesting, but this sequence, for sure, was my favorite part of the whole movie. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about when Ollie uh, brings her to... Warren's house so he's basically like you know something happened you know I I think she's dead and uh, he examines her she's dead he he puts the sheet over her and then her body rises and then it goes back down and then he's like you know can I can I examine her can I see why she died and so then he finally uh, at this point in the movie he pulls out a physical manifestation of the tingler we'll we'll get into that in a moment Mm -hmm. and so then we have ollie who's like because like warren's like you know let's call the police let's call the morgue let's do this and ollie's like oh no 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 It, it it's late um how about we do that tomorrow? And how about I take her home? And how about I do all that? This is when I did my whole Peter Griffin done because I'm like, he just like you really gonna take a dead body back to your house and lay it up and then sit there go sleep in the living room. I guess in 1959 you can just carry dead bodies all around, yeah, and nobody cares. And she was really liked too. <laughs> I love how that's what you notice, Cynthia. <laughs> like, that's a really light person. That's a light, that's the lightest dead body I've ever experienced. Ever seen, right. <laughs> she wasn't bleeding because he just cut her back and not he sewed her back up. He cut mm-hmm. this thing Oh, up. yeah, he did not sew right. her back up. You, so, again, you for to take this body, put it in your car, blood is all over the place. You to put it back in the house. I'm going to call the cops in the morning. Yeah. Sir, why is this big gash in the back of her neck? Oh well, <laughs> I don't know. How you gonna explain this? <laughs> you wanna know? It's funny though. It's because blood wasn't all over the place. Like at no point home, there was there was no. He actually he literally did an autopsy in the first scene of this film, and there was not a drop of blood. And I kind of appreciate that sensibility of like cutting down on gore. But at the end of that autopsy in the first scene. His gloves were clean. I was like, you just did an autopsy. What is going on? Like, and so at a certain point, it's distracting. It's like, where's all the blood? You're cutting people open left and right, and not a drop is anywhere. That's funny. He's really good. 
He was. <laughs> he was very clean. Yeah. Let's talk about the physical manifestation of the Tingler. What did we think of the visual look of the Tingler and just the Tingler visually in its entirety? I liked it. It was I, absolutely disgusting. I own it. I own a little small <laughs> miniature version of it. I got it out of one of those bubblegum machines. You know, That's I just funny. put a quarter in it and it popped right on out. I was, so as soon as I saw it, I was like, I got one of those. <laughs> can I just say? Can I just say? Um, I was born in New. I was born in New Jersey. I grew up for a brief period in New York, and I live in Washington D.C. I have seen rats bigger than that my entire life. Are you? Is this? This is the tingler. Like this is the namesake <laughs> of the whole film. I could squash it with a shoe. Like seriously. Uh-huh. Like that's why I felt like they probably shouldn't have even shown it because maybe even if it still exists, but you just never see it. Like people are just like running. Like oh my god, there it is, but you no. never see it. It would have been scarier. Donovan is a hater. I'm sorry. Yeah. Exactly. I'm sorry. Like but nineteen, but nineteen fifty nine. That was horrifying. Like the tingle thing, though, was the funniest thing I've seen in a while. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. That's too much. I thought it was kind of cool, to be quite honest. And because it's 1959, obviously there is no CGI. So I like the usage of like the practical effect. Like I thought it was neat and for some reason and it's going to sound so weird, even though it looked hella fake, it it brought a sense of realism cuz it was mm-hmm. a tangible thing in the scene. So I I kind of liked the Tingler too. I saw strings a couple of times it. too. So Did that you? took me out of it as well. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, I didn't see strings. <laughs> I was looking for the strings. He zoomed in. I was too. I was looking for strings. Uh, Oh, no. I saw strings. Maybe I have a high def TV, but I saw Ooh. strings. They were there. Oh, fancy 4K. Took me out of the mood. He's got that curved <laughs> screen, y'all. Curved screen in my penthouse. What? But, what? Um, seeing things on screen, like in horror movies in general, I feel like it's sort of skirted around that what you don't see is scarier than what you do see. Like, the audience's imagination, if you just let that work, it would do wonders. But um, the fact that they had to show it sort of took me out of it because now I'm critiquing this roach slash lobster, whatever it is. (laughs) I think the same thing. Roach lobster. (laughs) So, it's a loach. Oh, it probably would taste good with some butter. What? <laughs> the hell? I know, right? Okay, let's talk about Isabel in the scene right before the Tingler is exposed, during the Tingler getting exposed, and in the scene afterwards. So, Warren arrives home after injecting uh, Martha with apparently not LSD, and um, he hears the back door close, he finds to um two uh cups of drinks i love how he was like so you're double double fisting them it's fantastic (laughs) he finds a gold tie clip and you know obviously she had uh, somebody over her latest uh hookup and then during the scene of the tingler when um he gets attacked by the tingler she enters the lab and steals something and then afterwards uh, she's like let's toast a drink you know my baby i love you you know you you found the tingler yes i changed in five minutes Mm -hmm. you know i you found the tingler so now you will have more time for me so i don't have to go fuck around let's toast (laughs) let's let's toast to me not fucking around right right i actually liked her I do, yeah, too. I, I, I do, too. She was trifling as hell, but I liked her. There. She just gave up. There was zero fuss left for her. Right. Exactly. And I was going to say that I was kind of mad at Vincent's price. I'm like, now, you sat there and gave her a good read. That was a good read 
competition y'all had at the beginning of y'all first encounter on the screen. And you just sat there like, okay, I'm okay. All right, that gets a drink. I've been like, I don't want anything in here. I've been gone entirely too long. I don't know what the hell you've been up to. You look too friendly. And I don't want nothing. Look, you know what? I'm going to mix my own drink. How about that? Right, <laughs> but you, but you know, now already rolled up in here with a with a tie clip that ain't mine. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what the hell you've been up to. Right. Yes, and now you want to offer me a cocktail? Girl, exactly. hell no. Because <laughs> whoever was here gave you enough. They 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 gave you some good oh, to but you are now bold to really try to try to take me out. No, I don't think so. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> Their relationship, I think, was the best part of the movie. It's like them going back and forth, like what could she do to him? What could he do to her? It was so it was such a dirty, weird, crazy relationship. It was the War of the Roses, nineteen fifty nine edition. Yeah. So he gets drugged and he can't even have a conversation with Ollie, who's lying to him about calling the police and uh, you know, calling the morgue and all that kind of stuff. And her plan is to set the tingler free t- so that the tingle, the tingle, the tingler tingles her husband and kills him, basically. Before that can happen, or before he can die, because, like, the tingler is, like, at his throat, choking him. Um, we've got uh, Isabel's sister, Lucy, arriving in the nick of time, Although she took forever, because, like, once you hear, like, choking sounds and you know that, you know, they're not the type of people that would be, like, getting down and, like, the good kind of choking sounds, like, you go and check that out. She was literally about to walk her ass up those stairs and be like, she came in, heard the choking noise, she was like, oh, okay, about to go upstairs, did you hear it again? Maybe I should check this out. Yes. She knew her sister. That's all that was. She knew her sister was a freak, and she was trying to make sure that right. I don't want to walk in on them. I don't want to walk in on them this time, because last time she cussed me completely out, I didn't get that inheritance. Right, so right. Sure that that no damn way. inheritance. <laughs> so she screams, and the tingler stops tingling. And uh, we see afterwards that Warren had like done all these tests with like a blowtorch, and apparently nothing can kill the tingler. So, uh, no uh, lobster cockroach for dinner for anybody. <laughs> so, he did have the idea, though, that, uh, you know, maybe if the tingler is returned to the host, then, you know, the tingler can die. Because right now, the tingler's outside of its natural habitat. And so, after a little bit of research, aka a phone call, they find out that Ali has not called the police, has not called the coroner. It hasn't called anybody. Body just mm-hmm. in the house smelling. Mm-hmm. So smelling. Warren feels like he knows what happened. And so he catches Ollie stealing all of... I don't know if it's really stealing, but like taking all the money and uh, basically plotting a getaway. And um, Warren does his best Jessica Fletcher and is like, so you didn't take her and you really killed her and all this kind of stuff. And Ollie's uh, like going along with it. And they begin like, oh, okay, like, yeah, you know what? That's true. And, and then they return back to the Tingler and the Tingler has escaped through a loose floorboard and it's down in the theater. Hold on. Can we back, just, just back up just a second? Yes. There's <laughs> a moment where he's standing there and he accuses, he accuses what's his face of, you killed your wife. I know what you did. You killed your wife. Then he pulls out a gun on him and he says, basically, you're not going to the cops on me, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, yeah, like that's that. afterwards. Is that afterwards? Yes. Okay. All right. We'll get into that, I promise. <laughs> Because uh, that itself was ridiculous. But So the Tingler is loose in the theater, and we're introduced to a masher. Um, Cynthia, I, th- I believe you might be the youngest one here. If you don't know what a masher is, uh, Google uh, 1950s terminology for uh, pervs. I don't know what a masher is. Thank um, you. I'm not oh. alone. <laughs> that okay, man that was all up on that woman what, was a masher. What year is this? Probably 1950s terminology. Oh my god, that's really old. I know, right? So that man was a masher. Like, he was, like, sexually predatorizing that woman in the theater. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. 
Yes. So the tingler makes its way down and ends up uh, suctioning itself onto that poor woman. (laughs) Can I just say, if this was in a New York City theater, she wouldn't even bat it at. She would have kicked it off and just kept going. She would not have paid any attention to that little. She would have assumed it was a rat or something. Oh my gosh! Just like kept about the. Now I know I'm never going to New York. (laughs) Thanks. Damn. (laughs) That's too funny. And so the Tingler is uh, on the loose in the theater, and then it ends up in the projection room, and it does a whole little thing, uh, crawling onto the projector, and we see it on the screen. At one point, the film blacks out, and uh, we hear Vincent Price saying that the, the Tingler is in the theater. Um, that was part of the, uh, the gimmick. Yeah. That so. Castle did. That's part of the Percepto mm-hmm. gimmick, which I thought was really neat that they included it in uh, in uh, the uh, you know the official release version, which I thought was kind of awesome. And the Tingler was attacking the projectionist. He screamed, and this is when I co- sort of laughed because uh, Warren was like, "Oh, you screamed! You know that? You know you must have done it just in time." And then like the projectionist was like, "I know." I'm like, "Dude, how the fuck do you know how to stop that shit?" <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. He's like, "I know." Oh, I can't. So they capture the Tangler, and they go back down, or I should say, upstairs. And this is when things take a turn for the weird, because Warren puts the Tingler back, and then Warren is like, you know, you're going to have to, like, go to the police, because, like, you're going to come with me to the police, and we're going to go to the police, and police, 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 and let's go right now. And then Ollie pulls out a gun, and he's like, no, I'm not going to the police. And then Warren's like, well, I'm going to the police without you, all right, bye-bye. And then he leaves, and he doesn't get shot. (laughs) Yeah. This is, yeah, I mean, yeah, all right, there's nothing to say. All right. I mean, you just committed one murder that you thought you did. Like, why not just shoot him? Like, I I don't understand why not. But Warren leaves with his life, but Ollie doesn't, because then all of a sudden the door closes, the window shuts, and uh, Martha rises up, and uh, she pulls her the sheet down, Ollie's in a corner. Martha's giving him the eyes. He gives her the eyes back. He can't scream. And then we hear him fall. So he uh, was scared to death himself. So, was so that now the... there are two tinglers? Like... Well, that was my question. Was the tingler reanimating her body? Or was that Martha come back to life? What do we think? I think the, ting- I think the tingler was reanimating her body. Okay. Yeah, even a viewer interpretation because I was like, mm-hmm. this movie just went yeah. off the rails. <laughs> right. Yeah, think. I basically wrote, now we have zombies. Like, yeah, now we have zombies. <laughs> yes, and the film ends with a warning from Doctor Warren to make sure you scream. If not, you know the tingler will kill you. The way the film ended and began, I liked the whole mystique they built around screams and, like, why do we scream? What is the purpose of a scream? I never really thought about that before. I actually did go online, and there is a YouTube video called The Psychology of Screams done by Emory University. And they actually, they're going through, like, the psychology of screams, why we scream, why monkeys scream. Um, it's a very primal, instinctive thing. And I thought to build a movie around that was just, like, so interesting. But I feel like that sort of got lost with the Tingler thing and then the killing of the wife and all that. Like, maybe just building a film around sort of why do we scream and what is the purpose of our screams and maybe our screams are shielding us from this more evil thing that could take over us or whatever. I mean, I thought that was interesting, but everything else about this movie, I just could not get on. Oh, Donovan, you're looking for too much. You're asking for too much. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my. It's a 1959 horror movie. This is not 2017. You're looking for too much. (laughs) He should remake it like a saw version of the Tingler. 
You know what? I was the Tingler the... too. Tingler Junior. I was mad when they did the Dark Castle movies in like the late nineties, early two thousands, and I was thinking they were going to like remake this movie in some capacity though, but they just went off the rails. They started making originals, which sucked. But well, they gonna do that again, I think. I hope so. I felt like I don't know if you're gonna bring this up, Poppy, but um, I felt like the Tingler was like the earliest version of body horror and I might be just going out there like with that but it just seems like it it dealt so much with like the body's reaction to like scare and like fear and stuff like that and the, how like we create this parasite this parasite inside your body and all the cutting I don't know I just I, I got body horror like grand like um old school body horror with this this is what I got from it but it just seemed like a big gimmick with William Castle and whatnot and Shout out to Body Horror. Yes. Okay, so any final thoughts on The Tingler before we move into our award section? Um, another thing, I can see where Popcorn and Mad Nate got their little stuff from, so y'all don't know those movies? Yes, uh, th- yeah. I, I read somewhere that Popcorn was uh, inspired by The Tingler. Yeah. Yeah. So- all right, so let's get into the award section. And the Tingler, it was only nominated for one award, and it's a recent award. It's a Saturn Award uh, for Best DVD Collection as part of the William Castle Collection. It's just a nomination. And as far as uh, the Rotten Tomatoes Fresh Meter, it is certified 71% fresh. Uh, this is where we get into sort of like, just because a movie's old doesn't make it great. You know, yeah. there's a lot of older... Legionnaire, films. shake the haters off. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's about, the, it's, it's about the, the camp quality and the things that were, that were unique for the time that it was made. Because uh, there are definitely things that made that, that made that movie special for the time that it was made. I mean, yeah, clearly it's not going to hold up for 2017. But I, for, for when and how it was made back then, I thought it was really good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, the Tingler may not have won. I tried. <laughs> yes. The Tingler may not have won many awards, but we have our own awards to give out. Oh no! But but wait, ladies and gentlemen, please do not panic, but scream, scream for your lives! The Tingler is loose in this ballroom. Eek eek. <laughs> Thank you, Cynthia and Legionnaire, for playing along. I'm sorry, my tingler got a hold of my vocal cords. I couldn't. Oh, <laughs> and I'm just over here clueless. So. <laughs> oh, Listeners, like what? What? Oh, Listeners, some people didn't watch the whole movie. I'm just saying. All right, so let's give out our own awards, and let's start off with the Scream Queen. Oh, that would have been uh, Lucy. Yeah, Lucy was good, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah, she had a great. I like that. I'm, I'm gonna, give, I'm gonna give it. I don't think she had a name, but the girl in the theater, she had a really yeah, she, nice. You know what? She did. She sure did. She had a good one too. <laughs> the smashy. The the, the yeah. masher. The masher was the man. Oh, the smashy. The mashy. Yes, we can call it the mashy. Yes. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I like, I like it. <laughs> All right, who was the ingenue? It would have to been, yeah, her. Yeah, I agree. Who was the see you next Tuesday cunt award? What? Oh, um, <laughs> Isabel. <laughs> I, was yeah, I want to see her more. Like she's so great. Yeah. yeah. I like her. I'm going to say the Smashy, because she went on that date with that guy. He paid for those movie tickets. And she oh, wow. Blame the victim. Right, because right. you wow. know he run for those tickets, and she couldn't get him wow. no playing. He probably took her to dinner first, too. No, you can't do that. Wow, guys. <laughs> Who was the, qu- the queen of shade? The queen of shade. Oh, the oh, dog. Those two that was reading back and forth in the um, yeah, that I give them a time. <laughs> yeah, because he was letting Isabel have it. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Who was the biggest douche? The doctor. Oh, the doctor. And yeah. the smasher. 
<laughs> he paid yeah, for those. Yeah, but the doctor. Master. He paid for those tickets. What was the creepiest moment? For me, the blood. Yeah, the blood bath. Yeah. What was? I didn't, I didn't expect to see it in color. It actually. Yeah. <laughs> what was the best usage of a cheesy special effect? The tingler. Oh, the tingler. tingler. <laughs> the tingler out the aisle. Yeah, the tingler. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say during the bathroom scene when they painted everything black and white. I thought that was a better. But it, anything would have been better than the tingler. The tingler was garbage. I'm sorry. Leave the cockroach lobster to us. Yeah. <laughs> what was the, the that's so retro moment? I guess, but I'm, I'm just going to just throw one out that is kind of silly. The when the guy, when her husband threw that machete at her, and it, the way it just landed, like it just looks so. I chuckled. I didn't scream. I just chuckled. Like what are y'all doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a hard one. Yeah, the whole film feels dated, obviously, so it's hard to pick out just one moment that's like that. Yeah, yeah, one one moment out of that movie would be difficult. The most non politically correct moment. Deaf and dumb? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. of course. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. All right, so now it's time to rank the film in our special horror hotel categories. We have five categories to choose from. You don't have to pick just one, you can mix and match. The first category is the screamer. For a film filled with scares, we have the gut buster. For a film that is grotesque, we have the eye popper, which is for a film that is visually impressive. We have the grave digger for a film lacking any scares. And then we have the mind blower, which means overall best in show. So, Mark, how would you classify the film with these categories? Gravedigger, that's all I can give it because as much as I am familiar with the William Castle stick, I was just like, oh, that was cute. You know, that was cute. You know, oh, that was pretty funny. You know, well, you know, that was it. So just like Gravedigger. Legionnaire, what about you? Uh, gut Buster for me. Somewhere between Gut Buster and Eye Popper. I like the visuals of the movie. Uh, I thought the you know, having the blood, uh, actual blood in color was a really cool surprise. And uh, even though the, the effect of it was really cheesy, I liked the, the effect of the tingler as well. Ramon, what about you? Um, I will give it gut bust and eye popper. I think for the times, I like the, you know, the quality of the tingler and other aspects of it, the blood being in color also the blood for the gut buster as well so that's why i give it those two categories cynthia it's a grave digger for me it was funny but it wasn't scary at all donovan mm-hmm. grave digger obviously because it wasn't scary worth a damn but i'll also give it <laughs> eye popper because uh there were several sequences that were very interesting and creative and new for the time. That I can appreciate. Uh, the Tingler takes away from that, but I'll still give it eye popper. So. Look at Donovan being nice. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> do 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 do. I like it. All right, I'm going to give it an eye popper because I thought it was visually impressive at certain points. I didn't mind the look of the Tingler. I mean, it's 19. 19- 59 so for the times i'm sure it looked really cool and very creepy so i'll give them that and that entire um what we thought at the time was like an lsd sequence but like that wasn't you know i thought that Mm -hmm. that was like really cool to see and uh i thought the um the makeup and stuff was like i thought it was really interesting and of course you know the the scene with the blood was pretty impressive as well and knowing how they did it made it uh, even more awesome to see so an eye popper from me 
Now it's time to rate the film on a 1 to 10 hotel room key scale. The point system is allowed. So how many hotel room keys will you give this film, Mark? I'm going to give it 6.5. That's all I get, 6.5. Ramon? I'll give it a 7. 7 hotel keys. Legionnaire? Uh, I'm going to give it 8 keys. Oh. One Did you say key? eight key or eighteen? Eight. I thought you said oh. A as in one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no one else shared why. Mark started uh, the trend, oh, but right. Legionnaire, would you like to share with us why you're giving it eight? Um, I enjoyed the movie. I thought, you know, the um, it wasn't scary, but I mean, actually seeing the uh, the tingler was, you know, it, I was able to indulge myself in 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 that it was at least creepy. Um, so yeah, I thought it, I liked it. I would I would watch it again. Don- Donovan. Well, Donovan watched it twice, so and he's hating uh, on that's it. That's probably why I don't like it more than you. Guys. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Donovan, how many hotel room keys? I'll probably give it, you know, I'll give it five because I can appreciate camp, but it just was not scary. Um, And I have a feeling that even when it came out, a lot of people didn't find it scary either. I have a feeling. And so I'm going to say it's not aged well at all. Cynthia? I'd give it a seven. I'd watch it again. It was funny. (laughs) <laughs> i like it i'm gonna give it an eight as well I, I agree with legionnaire i think it's fun it's got a little camp factor to it uh, the cast i think is is pretty decent like their um relationships with each other uh, I, I like it I, I thought it was fun is it scary no but is it like a fun movie to watch i'd say yes yeah. So on that note, please drag your bodies away from the ballroom and prepare to check out. Join us next time for a brand new installment of Horror Hotel. Once again, here's one of our bellhops with a few special announcements. Good evening. We thank you for your patronage. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash P-C-R Horror Hotel. Follow Panpichulo Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube, at Panpichulo Radio. For more information on Horror Hotel, visit panpichuloradio.com slash horrorhotel. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at panpichuloradio.com. Help support Panpichulo Radio financially by visiting Go. Fund me.com slash Panpichulo Radio. Are you interested in joining the Panpichulo Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at panpichuloradio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Panpichulo Radio programs by visiting panpichuloradio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Panpichulo Radio's Horror Hotel and subscribe. We hope you've brought your death certificate. Make final arrangements now. (laughs) Thank you. My fellow Horror Hotel team, please wish our hotel guests and the listeners a good night. Good night. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in. Ladies and gentlemen, just a word of warning. If any of you are not convinced that you have a tingler of your own, the next time you are frightened in the dark, don't scream. Good night. (laughs) What? I mean, so, all right, so... The way the film ended and began it, be, ended, began. <laughs>